Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the bounce-back Cougs did it again last week, securing a split with a rivalry win. Even with few fans in the stands, it was a victory worth celebrating. And BYU Basketball with Mark Pope starts now. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. We welcome you inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo for another edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, your weekly sideline pass for an up-close look at Cougar Hoops coming up on tonight's show. We will look back at a two-game week that featured a big win over Utah. We'll go inside the film room with Jeremy Spencer. Spencer Johnson, that is. It's a busy week ahead for the Cougs. Three more games in the next eight days. We'll look ahead to San Diego State, Texas Southern, and Weber State. Tonight's Cougar Q&A featuring Alex Barcelo, while our Deep Blue profile posts up with Colby Lee. And our live player guest is the chairman of the boards, Richard Harward. To start the show, we say hello to BYU head coach Mark Pope. And coaches, we saw, why celebrate with a bottle or two of water when you can celebrate with an entire jug full of water? Well, it, yeah. it was interesting because, you know, it, it had been a, just such an emotional game and an emotional four days and not a lot of sleep and the guys really trying to kind of gather themselves together. And so it was just one of those games where I thought I was going to walk in post-game and just talk to the guys. So I, came, I just walked in. They were all sitting in their chairs, and it was just um, – it was just like everyone was excited and happy, but not kind of uh, over the moon. And so then we stood up, and uh, there was a couple guys that were like, what's the deal, man? You don't have anything for us? And so they challenged me. And so you said, I'm going to go get a cool. So I said, oh, you guys have a problem with this post-game celebration? Let me go fix that. So I sprinted out the deal. Rob Ramos got the jug, and it was on, man, and it was appropriate. A lot of times these players are the leaders, and they sure did in that post-game celebration. Well, that's a reward for the grind, and it's been a grind. You think about it. You had eight games packed into three weeks. You were all over the country. You had rivalry games. You had road games. You had all these Ken Palm Top 100 games. To still have enough in the tank to get the win the way you did against Utah was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. I mean, these guys, you know, and we'll talk about it a lot tonight, but all the challenges they faced in this kind of first three-week stand and, and, um, and, and mostly getting to see inside what they're made of uh, was really impressive, and it bodes well for us to have a chance to, to grow into a great team. Well, it was a two-game week last week. Let's take a look at uh, last week's highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, the week did begin with this uh, midweek tilt against uh, a Boise State team coach you've been talking up since the preseason. Yeah, a really good team. Um, and, uh, you know, they're really versatile. They're really long, especially in the backcourt. Uh, you know, they had an injury, so they actually started bigger than normal. And, and uh, the guys decided that that wasn't enough of a challenge, so they wanted to, to not score for the first eight minutes of the game and then see if we could do it. And... Uh, so we tried to execute that plan, and everything worked except the very end of the game. Second half, you, uh, you did tie the game on two occasions, and this was the first year with A.B. Yeah, uh, you know, again, so proud of our guys, um, just the, the fight they have. Um, you know, we've kind of been in a situation before. You, you harken back to when we're down 18-8 to 8 against Utah Valley in our gym. Uh, you know, there's been several places where things just didn't feel right, and these guys have refused to go away, and they certainly didn't tonight. Uh, interestingly, um, you know, we've talked about this stat a lot. The first half, 
you know, in, in the night we had 17 possessions in our kind of basic motion offense where we got to a second or third side. In the first half, only two of them. In those 17 possessions, we were 1.5 points per possession from the field, which is really remarkable. We were just stuck on the first side so much, and as, as things got trickier and trickier, as minute by minute went through in the first half where we weren't scoring effectively, guys started to want to do it on their own. Defensively, we kind of hung in there. I was really proud. Um, you know, harken back to the USC game where I made a mistake as a coach walking into halftime at the USC game and kind of showing my frustration with us being ineffective on the offensive end instead of congratulating my guys and inspiring them to continue on the defensive end. We held USC to 29 points in the first half, which is really extraordinary. Uh, we tricked that up in this game, and, and we recognized we'd done a great job on the defensive end, and the offense would come, and, and the guys really hung in there. And then, you know, down the stretch, we really struggled in isolation defense. But it was a great effort uh, against a terrific team. This Boise State team is going to win a lot of games. Uh, and um, I was proud of my guys' fight. We just didn't execute very well, didn't coach very well. We don't talk a lot about, uh, about the, the, the no fans in the stands thing. That was one of those games, maybe the first one, where I thought in, in, in an environment with a little more charged uh, input from, from a home group, that could have been a difference maker in a close, close game where you're looking to get over the hump a little bit. Yeah, I think for sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting, especially the, the tenor of the game where we really struggled early and then it was, it was just kind of this claw back into the game, claw back into the game uh, for the next 30 minutes. Um, certainly in any gym that would have made an impact in ours, listen, you know, we're so grateful that we get to play, yeah. bottom line, under any circumstance we get to play. But our fans win us games. Uh, it's just the truth. Like, this Marriott Center home court advantage with our fans is real because they have a huge impact on the game. And so we're, we're missing them right now. You know, and that's, that's actually part of my job description is, like, one of the responsibilities of the head coach is to kind of increase the fan base and get fans to come to games. I'm a fail in that category right now we've got to find some solutions <laughs> for some reason i don't think they're holding you personally responsible for that no excuses uh, <laughs> greg we got to get the job done cougar fans there's got to be a secret entrance where you guys can sneak into the marriott center i don't know how they got in they got in <laughs> yeah uh that was the first game of the week boise state there was a bounce back opportunity on the weekend it was against utah and uh, man you, you talk about frying pan fire situations that was a good looking utah team coming in too yeah, it's, it's a really good team. You know, they, they got a year under their belt altogether. Um, you know, they had come off a really, really impressive win uh, against Washington in their opener and then handled the Idaho State team that was pretty scrappy. And, um, you know, it was the same team that, that, you know, kind of broke our hearts a year ago. So we knew we were in for a massive challenge, and the guys really responded. Brandon oh. Averett. Yeah. I mean, come on. Brandon Averett had a really spectacular. He only played 16 minutes in the game before fouling out, but those 16 minutes were so productive and such great difference to makers. And what a great sixth man uh, Spencer Johnson's turning out to be for you right now. Yeah, he is. He's put together now four games where he's had a huge impact on the game. Sometimes not in the box score, but every single game on the defensive end. And Kobe is back in the starting lineup. Yeah, he is. And Kobe, you know. Kobe looked over both shoulders before he dunked that ball, and then he got his elbows above the rim. He was really happy with that. But uh, I'm telling you, this, this Kobe Lee, you know, we'll talk about him later, but he, he, what a special young man he is. And Richard Harward, of course, just a huge, huge effort for us, especially in the second half. Um, Utah went to kind of an extended wolf pack zone and got us twist up a little bit, and so our best offense was just to shoot it up and let Rich go get it and, and finish. He was 
He was really, really spectacular. Um, so physical down there, moving bodies, seven for seven from the field. It was a great offensive rebound kick out by Kobe Lee. And um, this, was a, this was a really, really tough, tough physical effort by our guys. It was a great win. And uh, Connor Harding had kind of a breakout game. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh, Connor, um, Connor felt uh, a little bit of some animation from me during a timeout in the second half. And just to show you what type of winner he is, you know, all he did after that, he didn't get down, he didn't get frustrated, he didn't kind of bail on the situation, came and banged a corner three, gave us some big-time defensive possessions and, and was perfect for the free-throw line down the stretch. Uh, what a terrific leader he's been. Cougars end up pulling away with an 18-point decision. You think about last year's game, you talk about them breaking your hearts on the hill. That was a game where you had a 16-point lead and Utah kind of whittled away, whittled away. In the second half of this game, they were kind of in, in, in process of, of doing something similar, and you guys really responded well. Yeah, I, I mean, these games are always going to be nail-biters. Every in-state game is always that way, and this score is probably not indicative of the feel of the game. Um, it just doesn't matter what the matchup is, what the personnel is. Uh, these in-state games are so special because everything, all the kind of statistics are thrown out the window, and, and it's just going to be a fist fight to the, to the end, and this certainly was the case here. So Utah lost for the first time in the season, their young season, with that setback, and BYU, of course, improving to 6-2. Uh, to and two. So we, you know, we mentioned eight games. Uh, that, that, that's actually significant right now because not a lot of teams are, are, are at that level right now where they were able to get eight games in in the first three weeks. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of reasons why we front-loaded this season so heavy. One was because the schedule is just co- compacted anyway. We lost 15, ga- 15 days, right? And so we just there wasn't a lot of space to squeeze them in. And we kind of figured, hey, we're, we you know, likely have a setback here or there with COVID, so the more games we can get in, the earlier the better. And then finally, just to like let us learn as much as we possibly can about our team as quick as we possibly can in games. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I mentioned this Kobe Lee, and I, I got a chance to talk to the media about this after. Uh, this, this, this young man is an extraordinary young man. Um, and what we saw from him uh, over the last week in terms of being a leader on this team was really great. Uh, we had so many leaders step up. Alex Barcelo, what he's done. Connor Harding, what he's done. It's been a really good group. And the, uh, the deep blue features, which people see on this show, uh, will feature Colby Lee a little later on in the program. Let's go inside the numbers presented by Mountain America Credit Union. We're going to focus on uh, what we're going to call the other guys. Uh, one of these guys we're going to show you is a starter who actually had the breakout game we were talking about, Connor Harding. And then two of these other guys, the other two, uh, come off the bench. And they both came off the bench with BYU career highs. We're talking about Harding, Harvard, and Johnson on Saturday night. And you see uh, one of the... Uh, uh, we'll call it a, a boutique stat, perhaps, is uh, the number of stitches uh, Spencer picked up in the game as well. Yeah, these guys, uh, they just were extraordinary. This, this is a little bit of a dated picture. Rich shaved the mustache. Yes. I was really... R.I.P. the mustache. That was just crushing to me. Yeah, me too. I, I thought he looked so fantastic. I, I, again, not everybody pulls it off. Yeah. He did, and I was sad to see it. But these guys, <laughs> you know, it's, this, is a, this is a complicated roster right now because guys have to be prepared to kind of deliver on a huge game or just a limited minute game right now as we figure this deal out. And, and all three of these guys have, have been unbelievable at just bringing it every single day in practice, every single night. And, uh, and it certainly paid off for them against Utah. It is that time on the show when we uh, take you deeper inside some of the best plays from the last few games with an assist from our own Jerem Jordan. This week, Spencer Johnson takes us along with Jerem inside the film room. All right, Spencer, it's great to have you in the film room. Let's talk about your 16-point performance against Utah. About 12 minutes into the first half, transition three. 
so what happened on this play was I knew that um, we had this rebound. My guy was he was backed off farther into the lane. And kind of my mentality there is like, if a guy is one and a half arms length to two arms lengths away, like I'm letting that thing fly. Okay, about a minute and a half later in the game, another three. This is a rhythm and confidence three. Uh, maybe you're the guy that shoots this regardless, but I feel like because you already made one, you were like, all right, I'm, I'm pulling up here. <laughs> For sure. It's kind of the same deal. So like I saw he was about two arms lengths away. He was retreating. I came down to one dribble, saw where he was. That's where I, you know, felt like I could get it off and made it, luckily. At what point in that shot are you like, this is going in? As soon as I released it, I knew. Nice. Then later, Alex Barcelo, eight assists in this game. He didn't have to score. You guys did the scoring for him and the team, right? Uh, Quickly to you, and you were ready for this. Yeah. What's nice about AB is he recognizes that they were keen on him. And so he was dishing the ball, and he did a great job. A little touch pass right here. Gave me enough room, just rhythm into it, held the fall through, cashed it. <laughs> okay, and then the final make of the game. Uh, Bioy's up uh, late, three-pointer to uh, just put the nail in the coffin here. So right here you see number 25 was sitting in the gap, and I knew as he was closing out, he was going to probably try to you know, jump at it. So I gave him just a little shot take to see what he was going to do. Jumped at it, a little sidestep. That's a good feeling as a shooter, right? When the pump fake works really well. Oh, yeah. No better feeling. <laughs> 33 points the last three games. 7, 10, 16. What has changed for you? My, my teammates obviously trusting me and having the confidence in me to, to take shots. And I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm finally starting to find my rhythm and find my place out here. Vinny Johnson of the Pistons was the microwave. He just heated up quickly. I'm calling you Instapot with that same idea with the last name Johnson. Do you dig it? Oh, I dig it. That's good because I was going to call you that anyway. So that works out. <laughs> well, Spencer, Either congratulations way. on the success. And uh, we look forward to the game against San Diego State Friday. Thank you. Looking forward to it. What did you think you were getting uh, out of Spencer Johnson when, when he came in from Salt Lake Community College? And what's he giving this team right now? Well, we were really excited about, you know, got to watch him. He was actually with us at UVU for a couple months. Uh, he was at Weber State and then mid-year transfer uh, and, and, you know, as a redshirt transfer. And so got to coach him uh, there for a little while and then got to watch him at Salt Lake Community College. And one of the things that's made Spencer so extraordinary is his closing speed on defense and his length, uh, his mobility is, is at an elite level right now. Um, the way he's able to guard in space, his makeup ability, uh, his kind of uh, catch-to ability uh, is really special. And, and that he's given us a huge boost on the defensive end. Early in the season, we were really struggling with our spot-up shooting defensive percentage numbers. And spot-up shooting is anything off a closeout. It's not just a shot, but it's when you penetrate it. And, and uh, as we've installed him in the, in the rotation more and more, you know, our numbers have taken a huge jump. And so that's the baseline. That's actually why he's spending so much time on the court right now. And then the two other things he's doing so great, uh, of course, is he's protecting this ball with the exception of one little stretch in, in the second half of the Utah State game. He's done a really special job protecting the ball, and, and he's obviously shooting at a really high clip right now, which we know he's capable of. You know, I remember watching him in high school and thinking he was such an extraordinary um, prospect because he just, you know, sometimes you see guys where the game just seems like it happens a little slower, um, like everything is slowed down for them. Uh, they, they're able to read things a little bit quicker. And, you know, it's not been an easy road for him to find his place in a rotation on a college team. 
you know, he was Weber State and then UVU and then Salt Lake Community College and finally here. But he's, uh, and, th- and then it was a tough, you know, it was a tough preseason for him. Uh, you know, he missed a bunch of practice with, uh, with an injury and that, that was a little setback where he was trying to find his way. And so I'm really, really proud of him, really happy for him. And, um, and he's kind of worked his way into finding how he can really, really help this team win. Alex Barcelo uh, was a starter last year, but he was a complimentary player. Uh, Spencer Johnson right now is similarly complimentary, even though he's coming off the bench. Is he the kind of guy that over time could grow into a much more significant role because of how good a shooter he is? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, um, you know, he's got, he's got tremendous length. He's got good vision. He's got really good instincts on the floor. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of areas where he can really, really grow. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think I'm hard-pressed to find a guy in this roster that can't grow into a... A, a featured load-carrying player. Awesome. All right, great first segment. Uh, for your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play, do watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tomorrow, the guys roll out the football early signees with Kalani Sitake. Coming up, the story of Colby Lee and how he found love in an Instagram DM. And we look ahead to a trio of pre-Christmas games for the Cougs. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Post. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, always here for you. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Smith's, fresh for everyone. And by Deseret News. We close out with a picture of Caleb Lohner. Congrats to Caleb, the WCC Freshman of the Week. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Here is our broadcast schedule this week. Six and two Cougs playing at 5-0, undefeated, 18th-ranked San Diego State. That's a Friday matinee from Viejas Arena. Cougar pregame live, 2 o'clock Eastern on BYU Radio. The game itself on CBS Sports Network and BYU Radio at 5 p.m. Eastern, then postgame coverage right after. Then, BYU hosting a Texas Southern next Monday and Weber State next Wednesday. Those, uh, the last game will be there in uh, Salt Lake City at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Quick word about Caleb Lohner, WCC Freshman of the Week, your first conference honoree uh, for this year. And Caleb doing a great and career-high 10 rebounds against Utah. Yeah, I, I mean, what an unbelievable job he's doing on the defensive end and on the glass. Um, to get in that game and come up with 10 rebounds and all of them forceful and aggressive. He just is, it's, I'm telling you, like, sometimes we spend so much time wondering about what a player can become and when they're going to become it that we miss the journey of actually watching guys grow right in front of our eyes. Me too. Sometimes I get super impatient, right? But, like, he just takes step after step after step towards really growing into a, a special player. Uh, and he's, 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 his whole foundation has been guarding and rebounding. And that's why he's earning himself time on the floor. And then, you know, you think about it, we talked about it last show. I think he, at one point he was 0 for 13 from the three-point line. And in the last three games, he's 4 for 9. He's shooting 40, what is that, Jaron? 43, 44% from the three-point line in the last three games. And so he's just growing in, in kind of leaps and bounds and starts and fits and a well-deserved honor because it was, a, it was an epic performance on his part, and we're so glad to have him. 44%. All right, let's, we go. Uh, let's get to uh, Know the Foe. Presented. I don't know why 
I looked at Jack. What was I thinking? <laughs> I haven't slept in a couple of days. It, it was. I got the ultimate numbers guy right here. Forty-four percent. We, we both then, have your back. Really. And then how about how about Greg be like? Come on, man. It's forty-four <laughs> percent. Better be forty-four. All right. Uh, let's get to know the foe presented by Qualtrics for you now, and a lot to, to know. We've got a bunch of foes. Uh, three of them in the next little week and a bit. Uh, another Ken Palm top one hundred team here. It's a San Diego State. They they lose uh, Malachi Flynn among others, and they come back with Coach Dutcher and just kind of pick up where they left off. They were going to be, I thought, maybe a, a semi-deep run tournament team last year, too, and they're, they're good again. You know, it's, you talk about how devastating it was for us last year. They were going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and they had put together an incredible season, and, um, and, and, and they're just as good, if not better, this year. Um, they're so dominant on the glass. They're probably one of the top-ranked defensive teams yeah. in the entire country. They... Um, Kind of a, uh, you know, they're a, a gap team, uh, very much modeled after like a Virginia model defensively, a pack line defense, and um, they, they, they just take your ball and they take every rebound and they make it really hard to find any way by pass or dribble or bounce to get inside the lane. And it's going to be a great challenge for us. It's, it's going to be a great game and we're really looking forward to it. Great opportunity game, right? Huge opportunity for us to go see where we are. Eight games, nine, it'll be our ninth game, you know, nine games into the season to see where we are and what we've learned and how we've grown. And, and, um, and it's an opportunity to go play against a, a, you know, one of the top teams in the country. I mentioned Ken Palm. It's your sixth straight Ken Palm Top 100 game. And, uh, and Ken Palm likes to break it down with tiers as well. And you played a bunch of tier games of these. And uh, all but one are tier games. And you're, you're 3-0 in your tier Bs. USC got you in the one tier A. And this is a tier A opportunity on, on Friday afternoon. What a stretch you gave yourself there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I do. I think, you know, I do think the, the, these non-conference games are so important for you to get to know yourself. And so I, I do. I think we're getting to know ourselves better and better and better. And that's how you become a good team. All right. We have uh, San Diego State this Friday. Then on the backside of the weekend, uh, Texas Southern uh, here at home. We'll start a, a two-game week. The uh, Tigers out of the SWAC. Weber State we'll look at in a moment as the Wildcats come up on Wednesday. But this is a game in Provo and uh, a team that uh, spends a lot of time, even in regular years, a lot of time on the road. Yeah, Texas Southern, uh, you know, you're not going to find a tougher roster, uh, really physical. They're going to have a little bit of a St. John's feel to the game where there's constant pressure everywhere, uh, and it's going to be important for us to stand on our toes and not be back on our heels to be uh, the aggressor and, and not trying to respond. It'll be a great challenge for us. And then, uh, you know, our fifth in-state game, Weber State. And so um, those games are always tough. I know Weber got us two or three or four years ago, and um, and uh, the best thing about that game is going to be in Vivid Arena, uh, and there's going to be fans in the stands. So I think those tickets go on sale here today or tomorrow. And so uh, the number I heard was 1,500. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was going to be more than 1,000. So there, listen, so. Uh, Christmas present for all of us. <laughs> just Come get, on just to get anybody in the building, yeah, right? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's going to be great. So uh, it'll be a really, really nice beginning to everybody's Christmas Hopefully a little bit better beginning to our Christmas than the Weavers, but we'll, we'll see. You, you made a point of noting that the game you played at the Spectrum, although it was a road crowd, at least it was a crowd. And oh, you, man. You, and your guys could feed off that, right? Can you imagine? Like, that's the state we're in in 2020 in terms of basketball, where you go to the Spectrum and you have those fans and you're like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. And those guys are like yelling expletives <laughs> at your whole game and all kind of signs and whatever. And it just was, it's fantastic. So... 
Uh, I hope Cougar fans know how much we miss them, just miss them dearly, and can't wait till they get back in the building. Okay, closer look now than at uh, Randy Ray's team, the Weber State Wildcats. That is a Vivint Smart Home Arena game, and it is uh, a week from tomorrow night. Uh, BYU's never lost uh, to the Wildcats in Provo. Wildcats have gotten BYU a few times in Ogden, but this will be, as you mentioned, a, a Salt Lake City game. And, uh, you know, it's an annual thing, and, and, uh, and, and you know, Coach Ray and his guys, um, it, it's rare when they're not contending in the big sky. Yeah, and I, I don't know if Coach Ray is. He's got to be close to the, the dean of uh, D1 coaches in, in Utah. He's, he's, I mean, what an extraordinary job he's done consistently having a great team at Weber. Uh, he's, he's one of the best coaches uh, around, and he's one of the best human beings around, and, and, uh, and they're always so tough. So we're, we're going to absolutely have our, our work 100% cut out for us. And you note the, uh, the longevity there at the bottom, uh, 15 years with the program, leads his program, leads a conference. Uh, he's been around a long time with a lot of good teams. For, for you to survive for 15 years at one place, that just doesn't happen in college sports. It's... Um, it's just a credit to him, and it's a credit to Weber State and, and, and the incredible job they've done growing that program. All right, that is the week ahead. And then, man, all of a sudden it's league play. Like, that's it, right? Then you're, in, you're into WCC. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep, and it's on. And, and, you know, it doesn't start easy. We start on the road at Pepperdine, who, who actually played uh, San Diego State closer than anybody else has played them this year. Um, we're up 16 with 13 minutes left and, and ended up just, just barely losing the game. So, uh, you know, obviously that's going to be a huge challenge to then play at San Diego and, and on and on and on and on. Here we yep. go. Four first five games are on, on the, the road. road. and yeah. It's what we do. Yep. Here we go. Uh, let's, let's switch gears a little bit for the break as we tell you a little football talk. Uh, tonight's episode of After Further Review is on demand with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon, the guys breaking down the football win over San Diego State on the weekend. You can watch it now on the BYU TV app. And this week, you can watch Davide Gardini and the BYU men's volleyball team prepare for the 2021 season in a scrimmage live on the BYU TV app. That's Thursday at 9 Eastern time. The Cougs likely going to be the top-ranked team in the country to start the year. They're that good. All right, after our break, your questions from social media for the coach. And later, we go deep with Colby Lee. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. America First Credit Union, we're here to help. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Qualtrics. Cougars and the Pros presented by Deseret News. Lots to report tonight. Jimmer Fredette, 51-point game and a 36-point game for the Shanghai Sharks. Uh, Brandon Davies had 21 on 8 of 10 for FC Barcelona in Spain. Kyle Collinsworth, triple-double for the Seahorses. Yoli Childs, 3 points, 5 rebounds in 7 minutes in his Washington Wizards preseason debut. And Jake Toulson got into both games with the Utah Jazz as well. Well, each week on this show, uh, we get the player and personality scouting report on the BYU Hoopsters by hearing from each player's teammates. It's Cougar Q&A, presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Something that's really special, special about Alex is he's always making his team with, uh, teammates better. Great dude to talk to, great leader, great character. Alex 
is super upbeat, super positive all the time. One of the smartest players I've ever played with. He was the guy the coach were like, this is the man you got to call right here. He went through this exact same process, so I feel like we really relate. Whatever he puts you know, his heart into, he's going to give 110%. You know, if it's basketball, if it's school, you know, if it has to do with, the, with a certain lady, he's always going to give 110%. Constantly in guys' ears, just hyping him up, talking him up. He's always thinking about the game, always talking about it. I go to him for everything, stuff on the court, stuff off the court. He's the person I talk to. Man, he's like a mentor, I think, to all of us in a way. He's honestly one of my best friends. Like, he's, he's just a good dude. He, he means well to everyone. He's just really an energetic guy and super nice, and I love laughing with him and making jokes with him off the court. And when we're in the locker room, it's just fun being with him. It's an all-out war uh, when you're up against him. He's funny. I mean, he cracks jokes. He's still got that intensity to him, but he's just a, you know, he's a nice guy. He always has that competitive edge, but then as soon as practice is over, he's going to be your best friend again. I think that's huge. I think that's something that's hard to do. He's a, he's a great, great leader and a great, great friend, that's for sure. Where would BYU be without AB? I don't even like to think about it. <laughs> don't like to think about it. You think about, you know, I'll never forget last year uh, as we were approaching the beginning of the season, uh, Chad Gwilliam actually came to practice and announced to the team in a huddle that Alex w- had been granted his waiver to be eligible. Chad's your compliance guy. Yes, and if you remember that, like, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen that group happier uh, any day during the entire season. They were so excited because they knew how important he was going to be. And from, from that day all, all the way to today, I mean, he's just been uh, just a, a key to everything that's happened here at BYU. Last week on the show, we were talking about some of Alex's great numbers. And you said, yeah, those are all wonderful, but that's like the least important thing he's doing for us right now are the stat stuff. Yep. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. And, you know, and that's the thing that I think a lot of players, maybe a lot of young players don't understand is that what's making us function right now, like what's been special about us is we could take the hit at USC and then come back 24 hours later and regroup and beat St. John's. And that doesn't have very much to do with what's going on in the court. It has to do with all the capital that's been invested in the weeks and months leading up to those 48 hours. And Alex Barcel has been at the front of that. He's been at the forefront. It has to do with the, the fight that you have every single day in two-a-days where you get comfortable being really uncomfortable and being able to respond and come back. And uh, there's a hundred other ways where he's influenced this team. And you know, his, his fingerprints are, are all over everything we do. Well, clearly he's been contributing um, in a meaningful way uh, on the score sheet. I mean, you, you, you need his 20 points a game. Those are important. But, uh, you know, he, he has a big scoring night against, against Boise State. Had, he did what he had to do to kind of get you guys back in the game. But then he plays a different kind of game on Saturday, and, and you beat Utah by 18. Yeah, and, and that's what great players do, um, especially great point guards, right? Great, great point guards, they have to respond to the tenor and the flow of the game. And, um, you know, when, when, when teams overcommit to Alex Barcelo, the answer has to be to punish them by setting up your teammates for situations. It has to be the answer. Otherwise, the mob just keeps coming and coming and coming at you and there's no resolution. So he's just um, shown unbelievable maturity. It's been really hard. You could tell that he really, really fatigued at the end of that Utah game, at the end of a really long run. And um, and uh, but he he deserved to he deserved to be fatigued because he's put so much of his heart and soul into everything we've done. So whether it's how tired he was or the guys as a group, 
this week being finals week, it's strenuous, but a different kind of strenuous and, and a big trip at the end. How have you kind of wanted to handle your guys this week getting ready for the weekend? Yeah, so they, they were off, of course, Sunday and off today, uh, off yesterday. And then today, just small group with his group, small group, no contact, just a little bit of sweat. Uh, and these guys will roll into practice tomorrow. We'll have a full team practice tomorrow. And um, their legs are going to be really, really fresh, and their heads are going to really, really hurt. So <laughs> it's just a change of, of the location of the pain on your body. All right. Uh, from Cougar Q&A about Alex to our social media Q&A now on the Pope Show, presented by Smith's Fresh for Everyone. Let's go to questions for the coach from Twitter. We'll start off with at two days on Twitter. Coach, uh, what's the secret to finding your rotation and getting in a groove that way, it's got to be difficult, he says, with all of your depth. Yeah, but, but it, it's a little bit difficult, but it's the problem you dream of having. Uh, it, it gives us a chance to be really good. Um, you know, the truth is, is that uh, we have depth now that we're still figuring out. I mean, we still have some pieces that are going to have huge impact on this team that probably our fans aren't really familiar with. I mean, there's still new guys that are going to rise up and, and help us. And what it does for us is, of course, in the, sh- in the short term and the sudden problems of COVID or anything else, it gives us some depth. In terms of injury, it really gives us some depth. In terms of fatigue, in terms of being at a, uh, you know, a West Coast Conference tournament or a Thursday-Saturday regular season, it gives you fresh legs kind of every time you go in. Right now, it gives us the opportunity for me right now to have fresh, big legs on the court every single minute of a game mm. where, where our guys can play as hard as they possibly can. And the second that they start to really, really feel fatigue, the next guy comes in and it gives your team a chance to be really, really special. And so it's a, it's a problem that we worked really hard to earn and we're so happy to have it. Okay, next question uh, on Twitter, from Twitter. Maybe this is inspired by Connor Harding going full court at the end of the Utah State game. I don't know. Uh, which player is most likely to win in a snowball fight? Ooh, ooh. So we're looking for both. Got to be arm strength. But there's also got to be some, uh, you know, kind of some fierceness involved. Yeah. Maybe a little gamesmanship. Uh, who's who's the guy in a snowball well, fight? Well, Rich is Rich is big and scary, and and I think Rich doesn't actually. I think he has no actually sensory nerves anywhere <laughs> on his body, so he doesn't feel any pain. And so I think Rich would be a good candidate, although he's a huge target. And then I'm telling you, on the flip side, this Brandon Averett now, he's sneaky. I mean, I told you about the Uno debacle at my house, right, where he kind of played it off. And said, I, think this dude is, I think this dude might be a master of everything. And so I, I think it, I'd love to see it. Let's go. Let's All get right. it done. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano chronicles the double winning Saturday for the Hoopsters and the footballers this past weekend. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation social media platforms. And if you missed the uh, debut airing of this on Saturday, You can watch the top 100 plays in BYU football history now on demand on the BYU TV app. Coming up next, Deep Blue profiling BYU big man Colby Lee. And we'll visit live with uh, front court teammate Richard Harward. This is BYU Basketball with Mark. All right, uh, next week, next Tuesday, we will not have a Pope show because BYU football has a bowl game. The Boca Raton Bowl against UCF one week from tonight. Cougar pregame live, 5 Eastern on the radio, countdown to kickoff, 6 Eastern on BYU TV. And welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Well, his BYU career started with promise, but not a ton of playing time. But as Colby Lee's career progressed, his contributions increased and his versatility became more valued. Now it's easy to believe in Colby Lee, whether he starts or comes off the bench. The big man from Idaho is a huge addition for BYU. Here now is Deep Blue, presented by America First Credit Union. He is, he is on fire. 
He's having the game of his life. Assist. Kobe Lee, I've taken to calling him like a 200-year-old oak tree that you just know exactly what you're going to get. Every day you know you're going to get 100% of his effort because that's just who he is, and that's his work ethic. He is a soft-spoken, deep-voiced kid that was obviously a big-time player at Idaho. His freshman year didn't play a ton, and then has kind of the breakout star, right, last year for BYU, and no one expected anything from him. Toulson on the spin, leaves it for Colby Lee. Right hand, maybe hook. And he has been so aggressive. When his teammates have given him the ball in a, in a scoring position. I don't do anything flashy. You know, I show up every day. I do what I'm supposed to. I do what the coaches need me to do. Like the first word that comes to mind with Kobe may not be graceful, but man, he's effective. He does things that nobody else in the game in college basketball can do. You know, I don't really have to worry about him too much after the games or during the day because I know he has, you know, a loving, supporting wife that's going through the same things he is as a student athlete here at BYU. All right. This is how we settle a lot of bets. She followed me on Instagram, and normally I would have been like, oh, just a girl, whatever. She's from Michigan. I wouldn't think twice about it but I had a feeling I was like maybe I should message this girl when he messaged me on Instagram he said are you LDS I said yeah and basically two lines later it was wow you're tall we would have really tall kids (laughs) we started talking every single day we would be on the road for games and I'd be in tears after the game because I didn't play to the my best abilities It was really nice to be able to talk to him and hear, I absolutely understand, and I know how you feel, and I'm here for you. And so we grew a lot during that phase. And then I did the crazy part and took a trip out there. I didn't think I could be catfish in that sense where we were FaceTiming every single day and I could watch her also play ball, so. He would talk this out to me too over FaceTime. He said, it just makes sense. I can come to Michigan. I know you're not crazy. We've talked for so long. And I know you're not a serial killer because you have a lot of followers on Instagram. As soon as I saw him walk out of the airport, I was, it was just so, it was the most amazing moment to finally put just who I knew he was to hit the physical Colby Lee. It was, it was awesome. And he came up to me and my first response was, oh my gosh, you're huge. I loved it. Spent a lot of money, though. A lot of, a lot of money on plane tickets for both of us, flying back and forth for a couple of years. And then she ended up transferring here this year, and she actually just found out her waiver passed so she can play this year, which is big time. So we're super excited for her. Gold, you're also an extraordinary young man with so many rare qualities. Over the last year, I've watched you fight back from surgery, overcome setbacks and disappointment, master (laughs) new skills through hard work and dedication, and rise up and beat seemingly insurmountable odds and foes. I mean, you were 17 for 21 against UCLA, Kansas, and Virginia Tech. I'll never forget that huge three you banged against the Zags. Listen, when, when, you, when you get to be around a young man that is as solid and grounded and knows who he is as much as Kobe Lee, any part of their life that you get to, be, to share with is really special. And so getting to be with him and Kayla on their wedding day was, uh, was a real gift, and it's, it's just extraordinary. They're a, they're a beautiful couple, and, and they're going to do great things. 
all the competitiveness, all of that, the drive at practice, I mean, it carries over into our relationship. It carries over to how we help each other with dishes or vacuuming. It's a team effort. I'll be shooting around and I see them in their lifting or I'm in the weight room and I see them out there shooting around. And I looked at one of my teammates. I just said, it's surreal. Like, this is so surreal that this is actually happening. Like, I am here with him playing basketball, the game that we love, and I'm here with him every day. I come home to him, and I'm with my best friend, and I could not ask for anything better. So, That she means more to me than anyone in this world, and I'm thankful that she's 6'3", and going to provide me D1 babies. I would just like to say thank you for pushing me to be the best I can be and always being there when I need you. I love you, and Heavenly Father has blessed me to have you in my life. Well, a great athletics story, a great love story, and clearly your job description is pretty detailed. <laughs> There's a, how great is Kobe looking in the beard? Yeah. I mean, he's stunning. I love it. And then this, uh, you know, I've got a chance to know Kayla uh, better and better over the last year, and they're just, um, they're an extraordinary couple. Like, they are just... They, get, they have great things ahead for them um, because they just do. They have but they both, they're, they're cut from the same cloth and they have this kind of like just internal toughness and, and uh, resilience is special. And I'm a, I'm a, I had a chance to tell this story, uh, I think, after the game, but I want to tell it again because it just is like the definition of everything. Like in, in a lot of ways, Kobe Lee is the definition of everything we should be at BYU basketball. And so, you know, the last, uh, the last two games before Utah – Kobe had come off the bench. You know, we, we booted him off the starting lineup. He started every single game last year on a, on a top 20 nationally ranked team and was one of the vets coming back. And just for whatever reason, we just needed to make a change. And so he came off the bench and played two minutes a game for two games. And one of them was a loss. And that's just the worst, right, when you don't even play and help your team in a loss. And Kobe and I had some conversations, and he had some frustration like any human being would. And um, after that really brutal loss of Boise State, we walk into practice, and all the guys are trying to find their way and see if we can respond to practice, see if we have energy. And there's nobody with more frustration he's carrying around than Kobe Lee. And we're doing footwork drills before practice. And um, I look down, and, and I have the assistant coaches running them on both sides, and I'm just kind of going back and forth. And I look down, and Kobe Lee is down there in a full stance, full-voiced, 100% animated, trying to coach Gideon George on exactly how to do it and, um, and help his teammates. And there's this time when he could be so involved in himself and so frustrated with how things are going for him, and he just refuses to be that. And, and, and that's why he started against Utah, and that's why he's a great player, and he's, why he's a great teammate, and that's why, you know, in his tenure over the last – you know, two years, he's, he's winning a ton of games and, and performing so epically. It's, it's going to be the, the, the foundation of who they are as a married couple, that he just has this inside that is, I, I say this about very few things, but that's so much more important than basketball. He's a really special human being, and so is Kayla. So they're, they're awesome. And all those things you just talked about are the reasons we are all, we're all Colby Leavers. Uh, Saturday at the Marriott Center, Utah was making a second-half run, but uh, then the Utes ran into Richard Harward over and over again underneath the basket. And Big Rich's work on the boards helped ensure that BYU would bounce back after a midweek loss at the Marriott Center. Painted area. Harward low. Harward to the rim. Up and in again. Richard Harward. 50 
15 points to lead BYU. Around Carlson, scoop oh, and score out the window! Reverse layup! It's a follow slam by Richard Harmer this time. That is Richard Harward on video. We have Richard Harward live joining us now from the BYU Basketball Annex. Richard, how are you? Good. How are you guys going? We're doing all right. Uh, first up, it was a conversation piece earlier in the show. Uh, I talked with you about it uh, on the bench on the weekend. Uh, let, let's explain why you just had to get rid of the mustache that we all love so much. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Just watching that clip, I'm so glad I shaved it. That thing looked disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we're alone in liking it. You had to get rid of it. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I got over kind of like two reasons. One, no one's looking to date a dude with a nasty stash. And two, I guess I'm playing better without it. So let's just keep it off for now. It's all good. Let, let, let's talk about the relationship you have uh, with, with Coach Mark Pope and how you've uh, you followed him around a little bit. And you've been with him for a few more years than just your years at, uh, at BYU. Can you explain uh, the relationship and why it's a big part of why you are where you are? Yeah, I always talk about how I, I lucked out. Like, uh, I originally signed under Coach Hunsaker at UVU, and for whatever reason, he ended up having to leave. And I just lucked out and got Coach Pope, and he kept me on board. And I don't know, just like since then, I've come to see him as like, uh, like a father figure, like a hero figure in my life. And just like when he moved over to BYU, it was just kind of one of the leading factors of why I chose to come over here and follow him was just because of how much I look up to him and all the other coaches. And Coach Pope, I asked you earlier about a different player where BYU would be without that player. Richard brings something pretty unique to your program, too. Yeah. I've never, had a, 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 I've never had a player that didn't set foot on the court one second for an entire season and probably changed the whole trajectory of our season. And that's what Rich did for us last year. And then now he's, he's having this incredible impact in our locker room and in our practices and, and, and on the playing floor. Um, uh, just uh, with his basketball skill and toughness, making such a huge impact. I mean, how often do you see a player come into a game like he did uh, on Saturday against Utah where everybody watching the game is like, there is nothing you can do with that guy. Like, there's no answer. He's just too big and strong and physical and relentless and has too much passion and joy, and there's just no answer to it. It was fun. And, and as a coach, you're just like – like when Rich starts doing that, I kind of just sit down and be like, ah, my work here is done, man. I'm just going to let Rich go do his thing. It's awesome. So couldn't be happier. Rich, the Utah game for you and the team, how big was what happened on the weekend? I think it was huge just because, like, we're steadily kind of growing that confidence and learning how to work with each other. We've been struggling offensively a little bit. I felt like it was a good like pick me up in terms of like building that offensive confidence and also like on defense. I felt like all the guys kind of locked in. I just and those rivalry games, something about those rivalry games that they're always a fight, they're always tough. And just how the guys responded from the Boise State game and immediately turned it around, I, I think it's a huge stepping stone. All right, you're back to the grind this week, San Diego State Friday. Quick word about the opportunity you have in San Diego. Uh, I'm just really excited. Like, this is like the first time we're facing like a ranked team this season, so we get to finally kind of test our medal. We get a we have this whole week to kind of prepare for it, get our minds right, and just get, like, everything clicking. I'm super excited for it. Rich, our time with you is short tonight. We do appreciate you taking a few minutes, though, and joining us from the Annex. Have a great week. Okay, thank hey, you. Hey, Rich, Rich. Oh, yeah. he left. 
Oh, I wanted him to. I wanted him to throw throw the guy who gave him the shiner under the bus, but I'll leave oh. that for next time. Is he still here? Got you, Rich. Rich, come back. Yo, what's up? What's up? Come on, who gave you the black eye, man? Oh, Matt Harms is a tall, long, bony dude. He he popped me hard. <laughs> Hey, hey, so when it happened, was there any payback? Did you have any visions of some payback? Uh, no, it was, like, it was kind of my fault. I kind of put my face into his elbow, so <laughs> I couldn't blame him. Love you, brother. Great job, man. See you, Rich. Thanks. Right, you. As we go to break, here is this week's BYU basketball trivia question presented by the BYU Store. Who's BYU's all-time single-season leader in offensive rebounds? We'll tell you after this. Trivia time, who's BYU's all-time single-season leader in offensive rebounds? Why, of course, the answer is Eric Mika, 104 of them a few years back. Broadcast schedule for you has uh, all kinds of games coming up, three of them in the, uh, in, in the next eight days, San Diego State and then Texas Southern and then uh, Weber State. All right, it's time on the show for things that are crazy. We call it, uh, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? We only have a minute and 20 seconds. They're going to cut us off. Go! Okay, so what happened? Well, uh, this, this happened. Uh, there were no fans in the stands for the BYU-Utah game. What's up with that? That's got to change, right? We hope it will by next year, hopefully. But, yeah, somehow BYU survived all that to win by 18. That was good stuff. All right, uh, Spencer Johnson had, uh, had a great day. Uh, his day started this way, though. Side of the backboard. But, hey, coach, shoot or shoot. Every shot, open shot. We finished every shot. Owned and he it. did. He owned it, and he made a bunch. And then uh, Spencer Johnson's day ended with, uh, with some blood. He got, he got cut up, and, uh, and, and Coach Pope, you said, I want to be like Spencer That's Johnson. your trophy. That is the best this trophy. This is, man, like, I, 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 like, that was the hallmark of a great game is when you got bloody. Exactly right. And uh, Caleb Lohner. He went, he went, they say, they say go big or go home, right? Whew! I thought he jumped to the three-point line. I thought, I, I literally thought he was going to do this. He is. One day he's actually going to finish that. 25 seconds. All right. We all, all we have time to tell you is that next week we will not have a show because we're going to be at the Boca Raton Bowl, but we'll see you a week from Tuesday, the 29th of December. For Richard Howard and that guy, Mark Pope, my name is Greg Rubel, and this has been BYU Basketball with Mark Pope on the BYU TV app here in Studio C. Jerem Teal, you said it couldn't be done. We We still got five seconds left. Let's go. Hi, I'm Ned Siegfried. Basketball season is a great time of year. As BYU fans, we love seeing the Cougs back on the court. We expect seeing injuries on the basketball court, but occasionally injuries become